How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, and joining me, as always, is my good friend Frank Madden. Frank, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing doing well, Eric. Uh, my my family was in town for the weekend. Uh, we all watched the game. My best friend from growing up was uh, came over to watch. So uh, you know, nothing like you know spending some time with close family and friends to watch Giannis uh, throw down a crap ton of windmill dunks i mean what what more can you ask for on a sunday <laughs> you think that seriously 30 points for Giannis on 14 of 17 shooting um which which makes sense because uh, there was a whole lot of dunk attempts there um missed one three two for two from the free throw line six rebounds one assist three steals and one of two blocks in the games uh entire 48 minutes and the eastern conference loses 192 to 182 and i guess i don't want to say there's a conspiracy but i mean Giannis playing hard in the third quarter dunks on steph curry and then doesn't play the entire fourth quarter like i mean i he get he gets in with a minute and 10 seconds left but what the hell brad stevens <laughs> well especially because Giannis had the, probably the best chance of anybody at getting the MVP for the East, right? So, uh, I mean, and you know, and, part like, of me... and he's not LeBron. Like, okay, you want, you only want to play LeBron nineteen minutes? That's cool. Like, LeBron's old; he's getting up in years. Like, he doesn't need to do that. Yes, he's twenty two. Let him go out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, it, let's start off with this disclaimer. Yes, we know that this game is truly an exhibition, and defense is absolutely at a premium, et cetera, et cetera. Like. I feel like there's going to be, I don't know. I I wasn't really paying that much attention to Twitter tonight, but I feel like all the like local Milwaukee sports people who don't normally watch the All Star Game are going to come back sort of like in cranky, cranky old sports people mode and be like, oh, there's no defense in this game. When do I get you know? to that age, Frank? Like, is it thirty, forty? I mean, fifty. <laughs> well, like, at some I'm, point, I get there. When do I get there? I'm thirty five, and I I mean, look, yeah. It would be more entertaining if there was more defense. Of course. Yeah. If it was more competitive, that would be good. But, you know, also, all these guys have, you know, 100 to now $200 million contracts on the line if they, if they blow, you know, blow out an ACL or break a, knee, break a leg or something like that. Like so, this ain't a part-time job anymore. Yeah. You're just, you, you know, and, that, and that's kind of the thing. And, and guys are like probably, you know, you can, you can go to the whole, well, guys are too chummy and everybody's good friends and it's like yeah okay you know what agreed that that probably makes the all-star game less competitive than it than it otherwise might be but um you know what then don't watch you know nobody's nobody's obligated it's it's just a an exhibition it's one time one one night a year so if you like it you like it if not you know that's fine go that's the thing that kills me like don't watch it no one's gonna hold it against you like 
Yeah. And, and the internet's good enough that they can get you all the Giannis highlights. Like I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure Dawkins MTA is gonna put up a video tonight of Giannis and all of his All Star game highlights. It'll take you five minutes. Watch it in the morning. Okay, you're done. You didn't have to suffer through and send off all these ridiculous tweets about, oh, if they would have done this and there's no defense. Like, yeah, we get it. But things change, and that's kind of how it goes. And the thing that really kills me is the NFL Pro Bowl is maybe the worst television product. Like, (laughs) football when people aren't hitting is not entertaining. Like, that's that's not a fun product. And you know how many people still watch the NFL Pro Bowl and love the NFL Pro Bowl and don't complain about it? Like, a lot. Too many goddamn people, yeah. A a whole lot of people. So don't tell me about that because basketball, when people aren't playing defense, still pretty damn entertaining. Like, (laughs) watching Giannis do do what he did tonight, yeah, I was entertained. I was pretty entertained the entire time. Westbrook Jackson, yeah, yeah, I was pretty entertained. Anthony Davis scoring 52. I was pretty entertained. So, like, I don't, I don't need to hear about the defense and there, there's not enough of it. Like, you watch NFL Pro Bowl enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing, the, the nice thing about basketball is that, uh, I mean, I would say basketball and hockey are the two sports where uh, All Star games are more fun, just because of sort of like you can do kind of cool individual tricks and. And cool like little showboaty things that Correct. you know the other sports don't really have like what are you going to do to showboat in a baseball game so much <laughs> like you know you you can't do like a fancy behind the back swing at a baseball you know so maybe defensively you could do something but those guys i mean you know it's just it's just basically a baseball game with good players um and and i don't know i mean if that makes it more dramatic then, then so be it but um but I, I do think, you know, you know, whatever the NBA, it is what it is. It's it's uh, it's, you know, a bunch of highlight real dunks, a lot of guys shooting really long threes. And, um, you know, I think with a guy like Giannis, if you're a Bucks fan, I mean, I don't know. Hey, I thought that was really fun to watch Giannis. And I mean, to, to kind of put on a show and, and show what he can do physically in a game full of superstars he looked about as physically impressive as, as anybody on the court and, you know, 14 out of 17, 30 points, um, <laughs> you know, uh, outside of Anthony Davis scoring 52 and, you know, Westbrook kind of chucked his way to, to 41, but I mean, he missed like three dunks in the first half. Um, and I think he took a bunch more shots, uh, you know, uh, so whatever, I'm less impressed, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Giannis put on a great show. He didn't get hurt. And, uh, you know, it seemed like he had a great time. 30 points in 23 minutes. I'll take that for a first All-Star performance. <laughs> um, a, a, just a quick sampling of of tweets from national people. Because I, I think that's that's kind of always the the thing I think Bucks fans might get most excited about. Because they watch Giannis every night. Like, they understand how impressive he is. And like we've discussed uh, on, on the pod before... Well, you know, sometimes I think we're probably a little bit spoiled. Like, we're not quite as impressed with Giannis as maybe we should be because we see it every single night with the Bucks. Uh, so a, a quick sampling. Holly McKenzie at StackMac, um, everyone. She's fantastic. Great follow. Um, watching NBA players get excited about Giannis the same way that we all get excited about Giannis is the best part of this. Okay, yes, I agree. Ramona Shelburne, Giannis isn't messing around. He called for the clear out on that dunk over Durant, has dunked on Steph twice now. Eye emojis, eye emojis. Um, <laughs> and uh, Addie Joseph, uh, who's 
been an editor a bunch of different places and is now at uh, for the win at USA Today. Giannis has been the best player on the court and not just in a quote unquote he cares more way. Um, and there's there's plenty more on the internet if, if you really wanna you wanna go out there and find some more. Um, but national people kind of just talking over and over again about how impressive Giannis is. It's a it's a pretty cool thing. Like for a 22 year old, the Bucks first All Star since 2004. Uh, on our Friday pod, I said just enjoy just enjoy this weekend, Bucks fans and. Yeah, <laughs> there there was plenty of there's plenty to enjoy. Um, Giannis having a great time at the dunk contest and just kind of generally being around. Stories about him being too nervous and everyone saying like, "Oh man, you, like you got this. You're all good." Uh, stuff like that. Like there was there was anecdotes that you can just kind of think about. Like the one that Giannis was the only player in the East out warming up five minutes before uh, the second half and. There's the Bucks tweeted out a couple of videos of of him warming up against ball boys and just being generally enjoyable and fun and Giannis. Uh, it there there was just a ton of Giannis things to enjoy, um, and, and really I, I think that was kind of that was my hope for this weekend. And yeah, I I, I had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah, you never know in the game how things are gonna work out because obviously even if a guy starts you know the flow of the game sometimes you know they're going to give guys more minutes for various reasons you know tonight obviously in the on the west side uh obviously anthony davis was the focal point because he was playing in front of his home crowd he was very outspoken about wanting to to be the mvp and obviously he went and, and got it right he was he was probably the closest thing to to what Giannis was doing on the other side although i think anthony was 26 of 39 shooting from the field um, so a lot less efficient than Giannis, but you know he was just pretty much diving to the rim and they're throwing him alley oops at, at every opportunity. And um, so you know, again, let's hope that uh, in I don't know, I don't know when when uh, maybe three years from now, how about we get the NBA All Star Game to Milwaukee in three years? <laughs> um, when when it's the new arena, Giannis is at the peak of his powers, and uh, we get Giannis as his fifty point uh, All Star MVP game. But tonight, I mean, you know, look. 30 points in your all-star debut i mean i don't know how many i don't know i mean i'm sure that stats floating around i don't know if anybody's put up 30 in their all-star debut but um Giannis, at 22 years old uh he showed that uh he wasn't just gonna kind of come in and mind his own business and uh he was the biggest guy on the court uh for the for the east tonight because the east basically was a bunch of guards and some swing men and uh it was it was pretty funny to see him out there um I don't know what was your what was your favorite sequence. I think there were there was maybe the early the sort of, sort of early on where he got like a couple of early dunks, including that one where Kyrie kind of dropped it off for him and he kind of took his two long steps and hammered it home. That was maybe the maybe the most memorable of his early dunks. And then um, probably the two sequences I most remember were um, and, he, and he also had like a steal on from from Hart on Harden and had another windmill early. Uh, and then. In the second half, I think there were like ten to two, two, two sort of phases. I remember there was the uh, part where he kind of drove and dunked on KD. I mean, on you know, not like a facial, but drove past uh, Durant for a dunk. And then they were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And um, KD took a couple pull ups, and and Giannis was really guarding him, kind of, <laughs> kind of really getting up into him. And uh, and then of course, probably the one that that will get the most highlight stuff was. Uh, Giannis uh, getting a steal and and Steph Curry literally laying down to avoid getting posterized on another windmill by Giannis and then a few minutes later 
uh, Giannis skying above Steph to uh, <laughs> to to throw a two-handed uh, rebound kind of put back right on Steph's head, which um, drew some amused reactions both from DeAndre Jordan and, and the East Bench. But I don't know any, anything kind of jump out of you. What was your kind of favorite uh, sequence tonight for Giannis? Um, I, it's probably that third quarter because, like you said, you. You see him have the the highlight windmill where Steph lays down. Then all of a sudden you see him throw one down on Steph. And then, like you said, like KD starts to come back at him. And in my head, I was thinking, okay, this all-star game is about to, it's about to tighten up a little bit. And this is going to become kind of a, of a more, I don't know. I don't want to say serious game, but there, maybe, maybe this is what turns it. Like Giannis, maybe breaking an unwritten rule and dunking on Steph Curry's head and trying to end his career like maybe that that move would be what would kind of set everyone to a to a slightly higher level no one was going to be at a 10 but maybe like an 8 or a 9 for a little while um and it just never happened and it just kind of stuck out to me that <laughs> the sequences you remember have have to do with like not top effort but high effort plays from Giannis like he went after an offense rebound and threw it down on Steph Curry's head and maybe for an all-star game that's not something people do and like you said it was in the first quarter it's a dunk then James Harden loose with a dribble a steal and a dunk and again you're seeing you're seeing him try and go out there and kind of trying to make something happen and uh I, I thought that that was that was cool and i don't think i would expect really anything less from Giannis. like that's uh, i know we talked about it on friday i was like uh, he might try a little bit too hard like <laughs> I, I don't know how that's gonna go and he did like he was uh, of the players giving effort like i he probably was giving the, aside from westbrook who's a lunatic uh he was probably giving the most effort. Like he, he was actually out there trying. And I think that's part of the, the Giannis allure like that. He is, he, he's, he is always going a hundred percent. He is always trying to go out there and prove what, what he can do and show the world how good he is. And I think that that kind of, that, that shined through. And it was, it was cool to see that youngest guy there didn't let the nerves affect him. And, still wanted to give kind of that maximum all-star effort. Cause I don't want to call it maximum real effort. Cause that wouldn't be the truth, but the, he, he was the one that kept trying to stoke that fire and well, it, ne- it never got going. Um, but he, he was at least trying. Yeah. He, you know, he, he went for some steals in the backcourt. He, uh, he did block Anthony Davis on a jump shot early in the game. Um, and so it wasn't the, it wasn't of the sort of spectacular <laughs> chase down variety. Uh, he, he kind of, you could tell he was sort of reining himself in, uh, at times and, you know, certainly wasn't, uh, trying to do, he wasn't really trying to do too much on offense. It was just, you know, look, I mean, he's, he was trying to fill the lane and guys knew that like, yeah, you throw it up to Giannis, he's generally going to be able to put it down. Um, so, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it seemed like he had a great time all weekend. Um, uh, you know, I don't know about the uh, the black uh, hat, that that big hat he was wearing <laughs> during the uh, All Star Saturday night, um, but it was cool to see Giannis with uh, his brothers uh, Costa and uh, Alex, um, the two, his two younger brothers. I think Thanasis was also there this weekend, um, and so it was. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and you know, you hope that he had a great time 
with uh, with the people that that matter the most to him, with his family being able to join him, and obviously capping off with uh, with the big night is is a lot of fun. Um, any other any other highlights for you other than obviously Giannis on Sunday night? Any other things you found amusing or interesting uh, this weekend? We had Mark Lazary getting some buckets again in the All Star <laughs> Celebrity Game on Friday. We had Malcolm Brogdon looking. I don't know, mostly disinterested, um, probably <laughs> thinking about uh, U.S. foreign policy or something, having kind of bigger bigger things on his mind during the uh, during the, the rookie or the Rising Stars game on Saturday night. Didn't even score a point. Um, but uh, anything else kind of stand out Saturday, Friday, uh, or anything else? I was going to say one more thing from tonight. Uh, just hearing the sentence selected to play in his first ever NBA All-Star game from the Milwaukee Bucks, the Greek freak, Giannis Dedekumbo. Wow. <laughs> As a Bucks fan, wow. That's that I'm trying to think of a better sentence that I've heard in the last 10 years, 20 years. It's it's just kind of Wow, I don't really have words for it, but just to hear that you have a, a starter in the All Star Game in Milwaukee, like that's got to be a big thing for Bucks fans. Like, like it, it just is. Like, well, I don't even know a sentence that could compare in, in that way. So uh, just hearing that and kind of, and then seeing Giannis on his little pillar that came up out of the ground and him just ha- having a huge, <laughs> just a huge smile on his face. And you could tell kind of the same way that it meant quite a bit to him. And he was maybe as happy as Bucks fans were that he was there. And um, again, it, it's just part of the reason why I think he's, he's so easy to connect to, to, to latch on to as a Bucks fan is uh, just that kind of joy that, uh, and I, a little bit, uh, I don't know, just just that Giannis can kind of understand that these moments are moments. And uh, that that was just kind of cool to me. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, I think in, in the grand scheme of certainly my life as a Bucks fan, so starting in the early 90s, um, I mean, there's really no other, there's nothing else that you can really compare to sort of the, the grand, in the grand scheme of things, the emergence of Giannis as as a legitimate superstar in the NBA. I think the only other thing you can compare sort of from an event slash phenomenon perspective to what we're seeing now is is the fact that well that one team one year made it to the the East Finals, right? So when you were saying what what other sentence in the last 10, 15 whatever years compares it would be well the Milwaukee Bucks have advanced to to you know the, the Eastern Conference Finals or the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks have gone to game seven of an east finals right um you know ultimately obviously uh, sports are about winning and obviously the Giannis's bucks have not done that yet but um you know I, I, as a starting point you have to start with stars right and and we know that if you anybody who pays attention to the nba knows that uh you know the fact that the bucks are not currently in you know the playoffs if if the season ended today that sucks and hopefully things will you know change and improve and you know there's going to have to be changes of the roster you know obviously a lot of questions about Jason Kidd and how he fits into this um but there's no question about how Giannis fits into this there's no question about you know is he good enough to take the Bucks to uh, you know a place where they're going to be a lock playoff team every year 
and hopefully a 50-win team every year, and hopefully one day a team that contends for for you know conference and, and NBA titles. Uh, so so yeah, I mean this is the beginning. I think right. This is really the beginning of um, what will hopefully be a, a period of 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 change for the Bucks, right? Of of uh, of bigger and better things. And I think Giannis is everything and you know he personifies the bigger and better right he he literally is bigger and he absolutely is better than anyone we've seen in in our lifetimes as bucks fans yeah and i think he's obviously going to give the bucks as a team a chance to to be in that discussion with with all these great teams that you know otherwise you, you know bucks fans are watching the Cavs and you know previously the heat and the warriors and the thunder before and you know all these teams you watch uh, on you know national tv all the time um Giannis is finally the guy who gives the Bucks a chance to be one of those teams, and it's we're we're a long ways away from seeing that. And we know that this season has been a frustrating one for a lot of people, but um, but it's it's pretty cool to see Giannis on this stage and know that he's he's doing this uh, on a nightly basis as well. I, I think like that's the big thing that we we talked about it a little bit on Friday, but he's a legitimate star and a, a superstar and a guy that can win an all-star game MVP. He is that type of player and and that means good things for the franchise going forward. Like the ex- the first extension is already signed. You have four more years of him after this uh after this season. He's in Milwaukee. That is a a player that you can count on in Milwaukee. And like you said, obviously there's questions surrounding the team, uh surrounding coaching, surrounding ownership, whatever it may be. Those questions still exist, but there is no question that Giannis is a superstar, and and that is, I mean, that's really all you can hope for in the NBA is is to have a guy like that that you can build around, and you can try to hope to to minimize your mistakes and maximize uh, your good, shrewd business decisions around him to to create a team that can contend for championships. But you you have the superstar, and, and that's what that's what you're going for in the NBA. So it's, it's just fascinating. It, it's so much fun to watch. And it, it's just, like you said, it's just a cool thing uh, as a Bucks fan to actually have that. Um, all right, Frank, I got, I got a hot take. Lay it on me. How spicy is this going to be? Um, I don't know. Spicy ish. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with the dunk contest. Not a thing. So so here's where I'm coming from. I watched the dunk contest last night, and, and I, as I said on Friday, I'm an unabashed supporter of All-Star Saturday Night. Love it. Always have. Always will. But I, I just don't understand the freaking out over missed dunks. Like, there was not a Chris Anderson level, three-quarters court, nine alley-oop toss. Like, that didn't happen. Like, some dudes missed some dunks. But when I watched those dunks, each one of them made me think, whoa, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. Like, if you could go out and get 50s by throwing down windmills like you could in the 80s, dudes wouldn't miss dunks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The degree of difficulty of dunk contests has moved to such an, an extreme place that dudes are going to miss dunks. Like, I, I saw a dude do an alley-oop from the dotted line in between the legs. Can, my, MJ's brain would have exploded in the 80s if he saw that. Like, those dudes were doing windmills. 
Like, it was cool that MJ did a dunk from the free throw line. I've seen Giannis do it in a game. I, I, it, it's infuriating. Like, you, <laughs> you can't expect these dudes to do dunks you've never even dreamed of and then be upset when they miss three of them to get the fourth one. Like, I, I just don't understand how you can be upset. If you don't want that good of dunks, then give them 50s for shitty dunks. Uh, here's my thing with the dunk contest. The it's one thing to just sort of like not um not be like emotionally moved by for instance guys missing a couple dunks and then having to get on third try because i think absolutely from an awe and excitement perspective if you don't know what's about to happen and then something incredible happens you know like that was what was amazing about last year's dunk contest was you know we were seeing dunks some brand new dunks that you you had no idea what was about to happen and then it happened, and so the excitement and the you know the imp- it was impressive, but it was also just like whoa, what the hell just happened? Yes. And I think that's a big problem with when a guy misses a dunk and then or or you know doesn't catch it clean or whatever. Um, it's that well, okay, now you know. So they tip their hand. So it, you know it just loses a bit of that excitement. And so then I think it's easy to conflate like, well, I didn't have that like moment of awe at holy crap, what did I just see? Yeah. with that wasn't impressive or this that you know th- these dunks aren't impressive or whatever it might be uh because yeah i mean the level of dunking we're seeing now is insane. way above way above insane. what it was you know yeah and and i mean that's you know so you so i agree but i think the i think that's the thing though is that people like like the barclays of the world like conflate oh i didn't see something brand new that you know maybe i'd never seen before or it, i didn't see it on the first try People conflate that with that dunk contest sucked or those dunks sucked or whatever it might be, you know? Windmills, Frank. Windmills. That's what (laughs) won in the 80s. Windmills and two-hand windmills. And don't get me wrong. There are few things prettier than a Dominic Wilkins two-hand windmill. But good God, windmills won dunk contests in the 80s. What, what What would you do if a guy did a windmill? in the dunk contest last night. Giannis, Giannis in-game dunks now are like what dunk contest dunks were in the 80s, basically. So Yes, um, it's just ugh, it's just infuriating to me. Like, the, the dunks were so cool. Derek Jones did a bunch of really good dunks. And Aaron Gordon, like, the drone dunk would have been cool. DeAndre Jordan getting no credit for, like, jumping, jumping over racks used to get you 50s. <laughs> like, that was the thing that got you 50s. He jumped over when, a DJ booth with DJ Khaled doing a Snapchat of him. When, that was when, cool. I'm sorry. When they, brought, when they brought that out, I was just looking at that, and I'm just thinking, all right, clearly he knows he can get over that, but what, what would happen if he just, like, clipped his legs right? and just, like, He's seven completely, foot tall. He's huge. Completely eats it. Yeah. So, same way when Blake Griffin dunked over the Kia or whatever. I mean, okay, yeah, like okay. I mean, people sort of diminish some of these things, but it's like Jesus Christ, jumping over a goddamn car. Like that's a thing. You, that's cool. If you, if you don't manage to jump over the car, that's really bad. Bad things are going to happen. Um, by the way, the one thing I found most most uh, confusing about the dunk contest was when I think it was Derek Jones. Yeah, it was Derek Jones was doing the dunk with the cheerleader and the other people, and then he like missed or something happened, and then he made the cheerleader leave. It's like why didn't he just make the cheerleader get closer to the basket or something like that? Yes. I, I didn't understand that at all. It just made it look like it diminished his yeah. his dunk by making her leave. That was weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, there it, it were just, some like, there were some very cool dunkers. 
Like, why don't people want to be excited about stuff? Isn't that kind of like the point of All-Star Weekend? Like, to be in awe of people's talents? Like, why... Like, why do we have to... Like, this dude's trying an insane dunk. Like, I should applaud him for trying said insane dunk. And you know what? If it takes him three times, whatever. It took him three times, but it was super cool. And I've never seen that before. Like, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. I want to see those dunks. I'm, I'm sorry if it took him a couple more tries. And I understand that it's not quite as exciting, but to be like, the dunk contest is broken. Get out of here. Like, come on. These dudes, the degree of difficulty is ludicrous for these guys. I don't know. It, it, it just infuriated me. I was very upset last night because I enjoyed watching the dunk contest and thought it was really fun. And then I got on Twitter and everyone's like, fart noise. And it was just you know like, what, You know what on. did infuriate me most about the dunk contest? Uh, TNT had some just horrible camera angles that they used Agreed. for the live, the live dunks. I couldn't believe it. I mean... It's not that hard. Like, just show a regular camera cam angle for for a dunk. Like, don't don't go like from some weird low angle or behind the basket or all. I mean, just just don't overthink this. It's easy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was um, I don't know. I mean, part of the problem with the, I think with this past dunk contest is people thought Aaron Gordon, you know, was going to win it because he was so good last year, and then he just you know sad tromboned it um with with his dunks you know didn't didn't get on the first try and just sort of didn't have anything that um i don't know like like i thought there obviously his dunks involved sort of gimmicks last year but that didn't take away from the fact that they were just ridiculously high degree of difficulty dunks um and this year it wasn't i don't know like it, it wasn't quite as like wow that's just incredibly graceful and amazing and also just not done before um so i think not having him in it uh in sort of the finals was kind of threw people off a bit because that you know it's one of those things like even it doesn't matter how good a dunker Derek jones is the fact that nobody knows who he is does i think take away from it for people and uh and you know it's like glenn robinson like i don't think many people have seen glenn robinson really play much even though he has gotten real minutes for this for the pacers of late has been starting a fair bit um shout out big dog jr yeah i was i was excited for him um it was kind of weird like on on, in some ways that like he didn't have sort of like a signature you know incredible dunk that they'll be showing forever but his last dunk the one i mean jumping over people and like throwing that reverse down with his head at the rim i mean that was ludicrous (laughs) That's an incredibly impressive dunk. Ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm to be honest, like the, the dunk kind of has kind of blurred together for me after a while. So um, whatever. It was not the greatest dunk contest. It was not the worst dunk contest. It was just a dunk contest. So um, it will be back next year, and I'll watch it again next year, and it's okay. It's no big deal. Um, I, I was I was happy to see Eric Gordon uh, win three point shootout uh, just because um, the Rockets uh, are my my other team because of my uh, my wife's rooting interest being from Houston. So I was happy that Eric Gordon beat Kyrie, who I don't particularly like. So that's that's my only other that's my only other ultra lukewarm take from from All Star Saturday Night. Um, okay, so this boogie trade just went down. Do you want to talk about it, Frank? Okay, this is happening live because Eric and I were talking about how we didn't understand boogie trades even being a thing. And are you telling me, I'm not on Twitter right now, are you telling me that there's a boogie trade that's actually happening? It's done. Um, Mark oh, Stein God. reporting, Buddy Heald, 
Tyreek Evans, Langston <laughs> Galloway, and a future first and second round pick to the Kings for DeMarcus Cousins. What a horrible deal. Oh my God. What a terrible deal. What a terrible. Oh my God. The, the Pelicans. Shout out to the Pelicans. Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe that's all they got for him. So some, the Pelicans aren't going to be that bad. Oh my God. Boogie and Anthony Davis together is going to be so cool. I'm that's very, going to be really interesting. I'm, they have nobody to pass them the ball, but that's, oh, they have Drew Holiday this year. Well, they need to just back up the Brinks truck and give Drew Holiday all the money. Because if you've got both those guys, good mm-hmm. Lord, you got you got to keep some dudes around. Holy crap. Well, I am glad that DeMarcus stays out west, though, because I don't really want Boogie in the east. I, I would agree. Um, so uh, apparently nothing. Um, I think I've seen a few tweets. I'm just trying to scroll and attempt to catch up on this. Um, but I believe this takes him out of designated player extension. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, because it's only if you're on the if you're on the uh, if, you're on, if it's on your original team. So not only did somehow in a matter of three days they decide not to give him the DPE, which would have been two sixteen, two nineteen, somewhere in there, I think. Right? Um, they've actively taken that off the board for him and traded him to the Pelicans. Um, so now, I don't know, it's going to be interesting because he'll have to figure out if he wants to sign a deal to remain with the Pelicans. One would assume he would because uh, he's very much a uh, a Kentucky guy and being with Anthony Davis and actually having a quality player to play with. One would think that he would, but maybe he doesn't. I don't know. This is totally fascinating, and I cannot believe that he can be had for that little. If he can be had for that little, Danny Ainge, we got to have a talk. Well, Danny Ainge must not have wanted him, right? I mean, I think that's the, the only thing you can I assume. I agree, but good God, man. Give it a try for a half year. See if it works out, right? Like, yeah. If that's I, all it amazing. takes, so, that's it. So Buddy Heald, who's been like, he's sort of to play better, but I mean, Buddy Heald is uh, probably going to be a decent shooting guard-ish, you know? Yeah like not crazy good but whatever but they get buddy healed okay a 2017 first round pick which i mean you have to think that given how little they're giving up for him the pelicans now have a great chance well especially because the pelicans and kings i mean the kings were another team that was in the race for the east for the uh, eight spot in the west right so um so you pretty much destroy the kings and then uh and then yeah, you're probably going to make the playoffs. So it's basically a mid-first-round pick. Yeah. And a second-round pick in 2017 via Philly, so early second-rounder, and Tyreek Evans, who's just a, an expiring contract. Ironically, Tyreek Evans, who left Sacramento of all places. Um, I think the fascinating thing here is, and I haven't seen it. I've got my, my Twitter feed up now. I'm just waiting for all the Bucks fans to say, wait, we couldn't have topped this offer. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is which actually is an interesting question. So here's a question for you. If yes. you could have gotten Boogie for yes. I don't know what you're gonna say, yes. <laughs> if you could have gotten Boogie for let's say the Bucks I mean you wouldn't have offered that offer much. The Bucks twenty I mean the Bucks first round pick this year is pretty comparable. Yep. Probably, right? To put to that pick. And 
I don't know. Who's like the equivalent of Buddy Heald on the Bucks? Mm, Thon's probably a little bit more, huh? Probably the Bucks value Thon more than the Pelicans value Buddy, I would guess, maybe. Um, but that would be an obvious guy to, to put in the deal, right? Because or cause you know, you'd, you'd have to make dollars. Role, Thon, and Thon's role is obviously going to be greatly diminished. Um, but you could have sent Greg Monroe. I mean, I think the obvious one is you send Greg yeah. Monroe over. If, if nothing else but for salary matching and obviously the Kings can try to make the playoffs with him um, but uh, but yeah I don't know I mean I was always dismissive of the idea of the Bucks getting Boogie just because it just seemed like you know you're just not going to get you're just not going to want to give up all it would take to get him you're not going to want to give up Jabari and, a, for, and at least one future first and you know whatever um, but geez uh, what I, what I, offer yeah, offers the, for Boogie were not that strong apparently. What what did the Kings say? Like, we want your garbage. Like, like what? I, I would assume if they the way this is getting reported, like they asked for people to give them their best deals or whatever it may be, and that's what they chose. So what what were they looking for? If that's if that's what wanted. Was it literally just a pick and being able to get money off the book? Like, I don't, man, I don't, I, I'm just at a loss. Like, Boogie's really good. <laughs> really good. And to for that little is staggering. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just amazed. It, it probably says a lot about Boogie's perception around the league and his personality that that this is the deal that I mean, and granted, you know, you can say that, that Vladi is just a terrible negotiator, but I mean, this also says a lot about DeMarcus that people are so spooked by his personality and him being a locker room cancer that, that 29 other teams said, you know what? Eh, we're not going to top that. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty amazing, but, um, it's it's amazing when you think about all the deals that probably could have been out there for Boogie over the last couple of years, and this is the one they end up taking. It's uh, as I say, Jason so bizarre, so Jason bizarre. Jones just tweeted out like the the Kings could have had the second pick of the 2015 draft for Boogie, and this is what they got. It's like, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's pretty amazing that man, the Celtics, what? Celtics have so much stuff they could have given up without hurting their roster one At bit. All. If that was as much as it took. If that was as yeah. much as it took, they could have gotten a deal done so easily. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm just at a loss. Um, it's 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 pretty crazy. And it, apparently the the Kings, the Pelicans have to ship Lanks and Galloway away, and then the Kings are gonna have to release them anyway. I don't know. I don't know what this team's. Uh, I'm. Let's just say <laughs> the uh, the Kings <laughs> Bros. The Kings Bros. On my timeline are like not in a good headspace right now but well anyway. we'll just tweet out there are mild protections on new orleans 2017 first round pick what protections oh. <laughs> what, the, what the hell protection do they oh my god i mean like seriously but vladi divots is like the equivalent of like a twitter egg making trades at this point like people that you tweet at you and you're just like shut the hell up why are you even suggesting some of these ideas and trades. Oh, Omri Caspi to New Orleans as well. That's, that's <laughs> why not? Why not? Who's is he? Is he? Yeah, I assume he's probably still the Kings' best shooter. They just send him away too. Oh, Good gosh. gosh! 
Oh man, I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know, man. I'm. I. I, I just like the the amazing thing is there's nobody in in Sacramento. There's nobody in that front office who like can step back and say, "Hey guys, we're going to get murdered for this trade. We're going to get." killed for this trade literally just one person like who how could there not be one that just raising their hand and was like guys this isn't gonna go well oh my gosh i don't know all the all these um i'm it's amazing i think the the first wave of reaction is going to be precisely this like how the hell did sacramento let this happen and the second the second wave of responses are going to be, "How did my team not get in here for Boogie?" Seriously, <laughs> but um, but I don't know. It's, it, I, I you know I have to say this: Boogie and AD is is a fascinating combination, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've always felt like probably ultimately Davis at center is kind of like your crunch time optimal option, but um, obviously both guys are so dynamic; they can both shoot. Uh, you know out to you know and i don't think ad shooting well from three this year boogie is um but they can do so many different things that um i'm sure they can play together but it's also a bit of a weird combination because you know they're not neither guy is like you know a creator really so it it is sort of a strange it's kind of a strange combination as as incredible as those two guys are i mean arguably the two most talented power forwards and centers in the league and now they're going to be on the same team with basically Drew Holiday and a cloud of dust. Part of me wonders, I don't know, because AD definitely doesn't, or at least seems like he doesn't want to play center all the time. No. I think he, he, even, he even said that tonight, tonight, I think, as he was talking about his All-Star game MVP, yeah. Like, he just wants to do it in crunch time. So, like, that's, that's totally fine because, well, Boogie can kind of defend centers and he's big enough to bang with them. But, I mean offensively maybe this takes away a little bit of ad's stretchability like you're not you're probably not going to ask him to pick and pop anymore but you can i don't know that yeah you're right it's it's interesting i can't even i don't even know what's going on here like i just can't handle what's happening um this is this is wild yeah it's oh someone just retweeted uh, a mark stein story but it's from uh two weeks ago Story going online now. G- Kings GM Vlade Divac, wary of wary of recent Demarcus Cousins trade speculation, tells ESPN, "quote We're not trading Demarcus." End quote. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, very strange things. But I'm I'm excited to to start to answer the question of whether you know whether it's Boogie or whether it's it's the Kings, and uh, you know we we will see, but. I think again, the Pelicans are maybe not the ideal franchise for Boogie to sort of find. No, himself. probably not. But um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, if. Uh, I mean, I think certainly those two guys together with Holiday and anybody else, you know, I think the the excuses go away pretty quick. This team is going to be expected to to you know start to find itself pretty quick. So um, it will be very fun fun to see how this goes. And and Boogie's from I think from. Alabama, is that right? So he's going back to the closest NBA team to his his home state, I guess. Is hmm. my geography totally screwed up there? Eh, kind of. Um, so, I don't know. 
Hmm. We will see. All right. Um, sorry, this is supposed to be locked on bucks, but that God, that was such a big thing that we, I think we had to actively talk about it. And I think that's the first time we've sort of emergency potted um, live. Um, that was, that was strange, Frank. I don't know if anything we said was coherent or made any sense, but you know what? We did it. So yeah, pray for, pray for our, uh, our Sacramento Kings friends. Um, I've got a few of them out in the Twitter sphere. Um, we're, we're pouring it out for you guys tonight. And, uh, I do have a couple, I do have some Pelly fans too, friends. So I'm excited for them, I guess. But, um, wow, uh, a, a weird, a fun and, uh, increasingly weird night for the NBA. And, uh, well, we got a few more days before the trade deadline. I don't know if the Bucks are going to do much, but, uh, we'll certainly, uh, this will certainly spice things up heading up into that trade <laughs> deadline. It's crazy. Um, call up, I mean, Hey, at this point, Hey, Call up Vlade. Who knows what Vlade's thinking yeah. these days? Yeah. Call Vlade. What? What do you? Greg Monroe. He's he's a skilled passer. Vlade, skilled post passer, big guy. You used to be a skilled big post passer, big guy. Whatever. Yeah. You want to? What? When's your next first round pick? Twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> throw it over, throw it our way. <laughs> throw, throw it over here. Anyway, we'll see. Thank you, thank you for bringing it back to the Bucks and giving us a reason for hope, Frank. Well done. Um, that's gonna be locked. That's locked on Bucks for today. I'm Eric Name. That was Frank Madden, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Hi, you've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. Right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10. Select styles only.